Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Wow, God bless you. Let me just say one thing. There is no worship anywhere like worship here. Please don't take that for granted. Please don't take it for granted. You have such purpose. That was the word that God kept screaming. Purpose, purpose. There is purpose in this place. There is purpose in you, in the people. There is purpose in this land. And there is so much purpose in what you're doing. God has his eye on you. And, you know, the praise has, I'm just going to say this, the praise has like a well. You know when you dig a well and you you have to dig down and you you hit the water? I saw you have dug a portal in this place. On this land, there's a portal. And God's purposes are going and coming. And he is so looking at you. This morning, I just felt his gaze upon you. Don't take your worship for granted. And Nicole is God's hand. The things you have been through, girl, but God has put you in this place. You bring in the present. You've paid a price for that, but you do it so well. God is so pleased. And I'll stop. I'm supposed to welcome you to the house of the Lord today. I love you. This is my number two home. Of course, my son is a pastor and his is number one. <laughs> I love you, baby. Love you, baby. All right. Amen. Here, you can take this with you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say this before I start this morning that... Um, my spiritual daughter wrote the most, she, with 30 Jewish theologians that are all know Jesus as Messiah, filled with the Holy Spirit, came out with the most accurate translation of the Bible ever in history. And um, you've seen it on TBN. It is uh, it's shaking the world. It's already been downloaded into every nation. But... Uh, I usually bring a bunch of books with me, and God told me to give all my books away. Uh, I have 15 of them, and he said, because if you hold on to the last 15, I can't give you the next 15. So I gave them all away. 2022 is a new start. Everybody say, it's a new start. Can't hang on with what you used to have. You've got to give it up. You have to give it up for what God has for you. And so I have that. My dad used to say, if you read a book and you get one thing out of it, it's worth it. It's a life changer. I, I challenge you that there'll be a hundred revelations you'll get in the next year out of this book. In this book is 91 original prophetic drawings that will blow your mind. Like um, Jacob, uh, Jacob's ladder is actually a DNA strand. And it shows from heaven a DNA strand because God changes his DNA. And he becomes Israel. Uh, I, I, I could, if I have to tell you any more than that, okay. Invest in yourself. Invest in your family. I love you. I love you. And uh, Pastor Jacob, are you in here? Is it Joshua? Pastor Joshua, are you in here? Okay. Okay. I just want to. I want to plant this into his ministry. Okay. Emilio, okay, 
Really, a, he was more in the line blocking. He was not more. <laughs> not a wide receiver. Okay. How many of y'all believe this is Super Sunday? <laughs> it has nothing to do with football. It's because we're here and God's here. Reach up and touch your ears. Say, Father, let me hear what the Spirit would say to me. This is a word for me. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I really want to tell you that I've got this crisis that I'm trying to work through, uh, uh, Pastor George. Um, and that is, why, why can't God just speak to me Saturday night about Sunday? Because I went to bed on Saturday and I went, God, I got nothing. And so I got up very early this morning and he gave me everything. So I, I think God is just telling me rest Saturday night. Rest because there ain't nothing good going to happen then anyhow. All right. I've got two gentlemen going to help me this morning. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now what they're going to do is they're going to lead you because the title of the message today is what's your footprint? What's your footprint? And I'm going to tell you something. Come on. Amelia's already with me. Let me just tell you something. Every man knows that when his wife raises her foot and puts it down, that's that. But I want to say to everybody at Calvary, it's time to put your foot down. Bible says in Joshua 1, 3, it says, Joshua, wherever you go, I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. And whatever your foot touches, I'm, everybody stand up. Everybody stand. Let me tell you something. Something happened in some of your marriages that, that came here and you don't want to go back. What are you going to do? You're going to put your foot down. I want to say to every single, you know who you are. You're not waiting for anybody to complete you. You're totally good. You're fine. You're whole. Nobody's going to try to take you to the left or to the right. What you need to do is put your foot down. The enemy is trying to come in your house with sickness and disease. Not in my house. I put my foot down. Put it down. Put it down. I'm going to tell you something. There's some people you don't mess with. Because when you come up and you start to try to do something, run a little game or something, and they put their... Oh, I, I, I got to go somewhere else. How many of you know when you do this, the devil goes, I need to go somewhere else. Mount of temptation. He comes up and he tries three of the greatest attacks he can about Jesus. And every time he did an attack, foot down. And the Bible says after three, he... He put his tail between his legs and he left. So I want you to understand, this is not a time, this is not a year to be passive. This is not a year to be passive. What I love about your worship is your worship is aggressive. Your worship is aggressive. When I see grown men on their face down here on concrete floor, I just go, somebody is. There ain't no halfway to worship. There's just all out. 
There's no halfway to believe the word of God. You have to put your foot down. Oh, men are always hitting on me. Not if you. A man goes, that's okay. Peace out. I'm going to get somebody else's digits because there ain't nothing going to happen here. When the enemy thinks he can steal your job and give it to somebody else, not on my watch. This is the job God gave me. The enemy tries to steal your money. my money. This is God's money that he's put me as a steward over. If you think you're going to steal my money. Are, are they as excited about it as we are? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Here we go. Let me see. One, two, three. Okay, good. All right. You may be seated. Now stomp at your own discretion. If you feel something, Go to work. If you feel something and you get something that you want yours, that you grab that word and say it's mine, you say it's meal. All right, here we go. So a word that's on time. We're off to an amazing start this year here at Calvary. And you know I have to call it Calvary Community because I'm calling you what you are. You're a community. Everything that I saw in the announcements was a community. When the enemy thinks he's going to come into this community, what do we do? When the enemy tried to divide us during the spirit of division the last year and our nation, not in this house. Look at the diversity here. Look at what God is doing. So it's time. What's your footprint? God is saying to everybody, say me, he's making a promise to you. He said to Joshua, I'm going to give you the same promise that I gave Moses. I'm going to give you this prophetic word that I know that God gave me this morning. Pastor George, Pastor Phyllis, God told me to tell you the same way he was with Pastor Noah, he will be with you. There will be an anointing. There will be an anointing on this house that people, great people will come. Just like they did to Pastor Noah's church because they just wanted to worship there. Because this is a place they can get something. I'm not talking about coming to speak. I'm talking about coming to receive. And you have been a place that a who's who has come through here. Everybody that's great in the kingdom has come through here. But I'm going to tell you something. This is a sacred community. This is a sacred community. Sacred community. God's going to build. And I promise you it starts this year. Come on, Emilio. Shut up, What God started in the first Sunday nights of this month, that you said, God, let there be a spirit move. Let there be a spirit move. What you did, you changed the whole dimension in this house. You shifted the whole dimension in this house. 
this conference shifted the whole dimension of relationship in this house. I want to tell you this. I speak to all the worship team. I want to tell you, as great as your worship has been, you can't go back there. You can't go be back there. There's a level that's going to come in this house. And I no disrespect to uh, Maverick City or I don't know uh, Hillsong or Jesus Culture or whatever. There is something very sacred about the worship in a local house where it's like a family and out of family there is such a purity of worship I want to just say there is a worship that's going to break the backs of spirits spirits will not be allowed to be in this place I want to tell you something it's going to be a pop sickness will not be allowed walk on the property walk on the property sickness, illness to go leave a footprint George Sawyer leave a footprint let me tell you how prophetic you know this and I'm sure there was all kind of words that was given to you but you know in the Bible 40 years is a generation and God said you don't even know the significance of what the next year after 40 is over because what you're doing right now is setting everything up for the next generation. And no, 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 no. You're not about to retire. You're not about to sit down. You're about to grab the hands of the next generation and say, let me show you how to. Let me show you how to. Let me show you how to. Let me show you how to put your foot down. It's not enough to put your foot down. You've got to teach them. And so we realize that God has given you promises. How many of you know that God, you've got a promise. Raise your hand. Shake it at me. I've got a promise. What are you going to do with it? That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly, I have a promise. And anything that stands in the way of that promise has to go. It has to go. I No, no, no. Hear it like I'm saying it. Anything that stands in the way of my promise being fulfilled, it's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to. I put my foot down. Some of y'all got some promises. And if you knew how close you were and the enemy wants you to get tired, the enemy wants you to get weary and well-doing. But when I walk past that big drawing back there of everything that's going to happen on this property, I want to tell you. I know that the enemy's tried to delay, delay, delay. But I announce today, it's time to put our foot down. I want to see building. I want to see bulldozers. I want to see construction crews. I want to see what he promised come to pass. Some people go their whole life with great potential. But no action. Some people have lots of potential. But they don't know what to do with it. Why is it, George, that after we pastored all this time, Phyllis, after we pastored all this time, you see people that have such phenomenal potential. They don't do jack. 
And then you got somebody that can't do nothing, got no talent, no nothing, and they do great things for God. Why was the majority of Jesus' disciples fishermen that couldn't even read? They were illiterate. And God, Jesus said, I know y'all don't have any potential, but y'all will walk out of your job and follow me. Follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Because they all but John quit ministry after Jesus died. But then something rose up inside of them. Something rose up inside. No, 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 no. I wasn't meant to be a fisherman. The enemy's trying to tell you, you're not meant to be what you're called to be. I'll say it again. He's saying you're not meant to be what you know in your spirit. You're even afraid to say it out loud. But I'm here to tell you, you are meant to be what you said. Emilio, you've had dreams of things that are going to happen. This is the season to put your foot down. Okay. The, the prophetic word is there's a spiritual paradigm paradigm that you must walk in this year that everything you do is leaving a footprint that's the question you ask Pastor George, Pastor Phyllis all the ministers here, what am I doing here that's leaving a footprint <clears throat> growing up you know how Pentecostal preachers were they knew how to dress now their wives couldn't dress nice because all the rules. But now the men could dress. And man, they would have the greatest suits. But my dad's shoes, I loved his shoes. And I said, I can't wait. Meredith, I said, I can't wait till I get big enough that I can wear his shoes. I said, man, that, and I never grew to the 12th grade. I was the shortest, little, smallest guy in my and when I started growing, I was my dad's shoe size for like two weeks. Dad's an eight and a half. I'm a 13. It was quick. It was, I couldn't even, by the time I asked him, could I wear them, I'd outgrown them. You want to hear the spiritual part of that? Every parent that's in here, your success is making a footprint for your kids. It's not what you do, it's what she does. It's making a footprint. It's making a footprint. It's making a footprint for our kids. That's why something left in my spirit when we drove into church today. And Pastor George goes, this next, the reason we haven't paved it is because this building is for our children. Something in me started just... Everybody goes, point that way. Point that way. That's for the children. 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 You have to say it. You have to speak it. At dinner last night, I showed. <clears throat> Listen to me. For people that are attuned to the Spirit, wherever they are in the world, when God starts speaking something, everybody's hearing it that's open. God's Word is not just to one little singular place. 
right, Pastor Tony? Everywhere in the world, for those that will listen, he's speaking. And I know that in 2022, it's time to build. I said, I was two years ago in Monterey, Mexico. If you know about the economy in Mexico, let me tell you, the peso has been devalued to where it's almost worthless. And my friend down there, Apostle Jorge Pampa, he said to me, Bishop, pray. There's a big track of land on a major thoroughfare. And he says, I don't know whether I should step out and do that. And I got to preaching and I got under the anointing and God said, tell him. I showed him the video last night. It's 90% done. It's a huge, huge to the glory of God. And I said to God, give me a double witness. Give me something else, George. And when I got home last night, I got to the hotel last night. My spiritual son from Hamptons, New York, has tried to get his permits for three years. For three years to start his building. And the city up there, if you know anything about the Hamptons, it's one of the richest counties in, in America. And they just went, no, we're not going to give you. But God, everybody that received this for yourself, I said, but God can send somebody in relationship to you to change everything in your life. I want you to say, send it to me. Send it to me. I want every person that's supposed to come to me to come to me. And God sent a, a powerful judge to him. And the judge said, come and see me. And when he walked into the office, the judge went to, first off, let's just join hands and speak in tongues. Ah! A judge. And the judge said, what have they been doing to you? He says, they've been holding my permits up for three years. And he said, I'm going to, the judge, I'm going to fast until you get every permit that you're supposed to get. The judge, the judge. If God did that in Hamptons, New York, God's going to do that in Decatur, Alabama. Somebody say, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He called me last night. He said, dad, every last permit came in. He sent me all of the permits. They're all here. He said, I, I, I'm already booking your flight to the opening ceremony at our new location. Let me just tell you, you've got some dreams that Satan has tried to make. Long it out. Reach it out. Stand to your feet right now and say, it's enough. No more delay. No more delay. I put my foot down. No, no more delay. No, no, get a little cocky and arrogant. No more delay. I'm a child of God. No more delay. No more delay. High five somebody and tell them no more delay. You have the promises of God. 
Everybody hold your Bible up or your phone, whatever you, whatever you have. Raise it up high. You have the word of God. No, throw it up like it's a sword. I said, you have the word of God. Don't be messing with me. I'll cut you either way. It's a two-edged sword. I cut you this way. I'll cut you that way. I'm not playing. I fight. Baby, I will rest well tonight. Okay. All right. I got to give you this prophetic word. Pastor Phyllis, would you stand up right here? God told me to tell you that creative dramas and plays must return in epic dimension. But God will give you even new revelation and new ideas. You don't have to go back to the old. See what he's got for you. It's a gift that this church has that you must use that will leave a footprint for generations. For generations. This church is called to do it. Stand to your feet. Raise your hands out toward this woman of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, George. Come on, son. I pray in Jesus' name for prophetic dreams, for prophetic revelations, for encounters of the Spirit. That it's going to be revelation after drama, after presentation. That there will be tens and even hundreds of thousands of people come to know Jesus Christ. And Phyllis, the Lord says that he's going to put an army around you. An army to implement. An army. An army of implementers. And it will be bigger than you can even imagine. Because he wants to make this place a demonstration. They will come from, they will drive for hours. That's right. They will fly into this place to see. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Everybody that believes that word, say, ah. No, no, no. Say it. Ah. You say, Bishop, you may be seated, but what authority do you say that? I will tell you the authority I say it by. One of my powerful young men who played linebacker at Alabama A&M, his name was Donnell Holmes. We would go into the projects and pick up kids and give them free dental care bring him by the church and lead them all to Jesus. And so he came back. He went in there one day and a 17-year-old boy came up to him and says, I want this gold necklace. And Donnell, big, strong young man, he said, I'm going to give it to you. And he said, "Uh, I'm not asking, I'm going to take it. And when he grabbed up there, Donnell just took his hand and put it down. And when he did, he shot my spiritual son in the head and in the heart. And he was dead before I could get there. And I said, God, what are you going to do about it? God says, wrong question. What are you going to do about it? Uh, When something bad happens, when something bad happens, come here, young man. When something bad happens, you don't, and the enemy does something, you don't do this. You don't do this. I'm sorry I even caused that. When something bad happens, you go, that's the last time that's ever going to happen. That's the last time that's ever going to happen. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to do I'm a child of God. I know how to put my foot down. So I wrote an original production every year. I took two buses of kids all the way, played all the East Coast cities, 
from Miami to Toronto. We went by TBN one time and our kids were going crazy. And Karen Wheaton was a guest and she saw our kids. And that's where she got the idea for the ramp. They started doing the stuff we were doing. That's awesome. But you're a pioneer. You're a pioneer. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. You can't wait for somebody else to do it. And you say, oh, I'm a bishop. Bishop, listen to me, Phyllis. We can't afford to do the things I can dream. What? What? My friend Bishop Donnie Mears has a church outside of Washington, D.C. His Christmas play every year. It's a lot like yours. They, Jesus goes up. They got camels. They got horses. They bring in people. They make $300,000 profit every year. This is what the Spirit of the Lord told me today. You're doing it too short. You need to do it for three or four weeks. And you're going to win tens of thousands. But people are going to do this. Buses are going to come in. Because I don't have to even guess that. My spirit, he, they're married into my family. The same way, no, if God did it for Washington, D.C., he's going to do it for Decatur, Alabama. Ah! Okay, what happened to my iPad? Oh, here it is. Thank you, Jesus. I know that I'm supposed to be done. What is my time? I'm supposed to be done at 1.30, right? I'm supposed to be 1.30. All right. All right. A front pen. That, yeah. yeah, I know you say that, George, whatever. But if I, if I did whatever, I would never be invited back. Okay, that, you did that to me just then. All right. Putting your foot down in a new era, area or a new arena takes faith takes faith I want to say it again what I said Friday night so you'll know at relationship conference I said this is not only a place that there will be good marriages this is a place where the marriages will minister to hurting marriages every one of you that are married stand up every one of you that are married in the name of Jesus you're ministers to save other marriages you're, everything that you learn and everything that you go through and every place that you learn to do that, you're going to help one other couple know how to do that. This is going to be a place that mentors not just one person. It's a whole community that mentors marriages. Sit down. Every single person stand up in the name of Jesus. This is a place where people can come and find out you can be happy and you can be single. That when you're with God, nothing gets in the way. I want to tell you something, singles. You will do things that even the married people can't do. Because you've got no conflict in your life. You've got nothing else in your life. You can put your foot down whenever you want to put your foot down. This is a ministering church. Just like it's a worshiping church, it's a ministering church. The principle is, this time, it's time to move into a new position. Now, let me explain something to you. You play basketball? All right, stand up here. Now, I played basketball for a long time. 
Now, it's all about getting in position if you want to get a rebound. Now, there's the goal. And I don't care if you're big or if you're little. If I get in position, you're not ever going to get close to it. You can try all you want to, but I'm in position. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. You need to be in position where the enemy can't get to what you want to do. No, 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 no. I'm a hedge of protection. I'm a hedge. You try. Try to get there. Try to get. No, you're not getting there. I'm somebody standing in the gap for my brothers and sisters. I'm in position. Everybody say, in 2002, it's time to try some new moves. Now, I know Pastor George knows this. Because the cotton-picking guy, they didn't lose but three games in four years. In five years. I guarantee you, come on, you had a big old defensive player like this. Now, today, there's a guy that's called Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is probably the strongest man in the whole NFL. He's a one-man wrecking crew. I'm going to tell you something. He causes havoc. If I was the Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, I'd be saying, Jesus, help me today. Jesus, help me. That demon, Donald, he's coming to hide. No, Jesus, I rebuke that. But if I, not now, but in my prime, physically, if I was coming up to Aaron Ron Donald, I'm not going to try to run over him. I would be hospitalized. I would be hospitalized. But you see, when I come up against Aaron Donald, I'm going to give him a little shake and bake. And then come back with another shake and bake. Because what I, come on! Some of y'all don't have any moves. You don't have any moves. Raise your hands. Holy Spirit, give me some moves. I need to shake, shut, shake the devil where he can't get me. Prophesy. Turn to somebody and go, I'm going to make some moves this year. Hey, they're not ready for it. They're not ready for it. He's going to be, he's going to be grabbing air. He's going to, he's going to be grabbing air. Got to do some new moves. I saw a commercial. You may be seated. I saw a commercial. And the Cincinnati Bengals, stand up, darling, with your old Cincinnati Bengals shirt on. <laughs> but there was a time that Icky Woods was the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. And this commercial, Icky is, Icky's, Icky's about 100 pounds more than he was when he played. And he was big when he played. But they says, does Icky Thomas celebrate everything and they got him with a shopping cart in a grocery store and he sees something that's a good deal and he throws it in there and he goes and he's doing the icky shuffle in the grocery store 
Let me just tell you something. Every time God gives you a win, you need to celebrate. Every time God gives you a victory, you need to do a dance. You need to do a dance. You need to celebrate. I want to tell you something. That 40 years, it's so big in my mind. It's so big in my mind. It was the end of an era. And I want to tell you, your reach, everybody say this, my reach needs to exceed my expectations. So I can meet his expectations. No, it's not enough that you think you're doing good. You need to realize he thinks you're doing good. Because you're not mere men. You're not mere women. You are the child of God. Earth, the Bible says, is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's time for you to stand up and say, I'm going to be what I was destined to be. The problem a lot of times in taking new territory is that you try to keep celebrating victories you had in the past. God's not there. (laughs) If this is God right here and you're looking back to celebrate victories, he's not there. God's in the now and God's in your future. God's in the now and God's in your future. You need to realize that was then. This is now. Let's all say it. That was then. This is now. That's what God really put in my heart this morning about your productions. They were awesome, but not as awesome as the ones coming. Not as awesome as the ones coming. Worship was great. Ah! Every time you do that, my heart just... Ah! Worship was great today. It was great today. It was great today. But there's more. But there's more. Everybody. But there's more. But there's more. There's more. There's more. And some of you sitting out there that you have a gift. Okay. Some of you that have a gift in worship or an instrument with your voice. Do y'all want me to tell you the parable of the talents again? That's a brutal story. That's a brutal story. At the end, the guy that had the one and buried it, he said, I cast you in outer darkness with a weeping and gnashing of feet. I'm going to give it to the one. How many of you can get this? In the kingdom, the rich get richer. He took it from the one and gave it to the guy that already had 10. See, somebody likes him. Some of y'all are believing for one company when God has 10 companies. Some of y'all believing for your first business and God's got four or five businesses for you. I got two people that raise their hand on that. Do y'all believe that he's a kingdom entrepreneur? How many of you know that Abraham was wealthy? How many of you know that Job was wealthy? How many of you know that David and Solomon were wealthy? How many of you know that he became poor that you might be? 
Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Now, come on. But if I say I won't mention him or I won't speak his name anymore, it's like a fire burning in my heart. Shut up in my bones. I weary myself holding it in, but I cannot hold it in. How many of you've got that much Holy Ghost in you? That you've got that much Jesus in you? That it's like a dynamo in you? You've got to do something. How many of you got that kind of Holy Spirit in you? <laughs> you can't sit still. You can't sit still. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's doing this. It's doing this. And you come on. You know what I'm talking about. And you just get tired trying to hold it in. Because let me just tell you something. Praise, obedience, prosperity, success, they're all contagious. Everybody's worried about COVID. I got to socially distance myself. So I can't join hands with somebody and I can't agree and believe. Let me tell you, I put my foot down that nothing's going to stand in the way of my destiny. I want to speak to some of y'all that are 60 and older. God ain't done with you yet. God ain't done with you yet. He's about to stir you up inside and tell you you're not you know what blessed me and the crew that was going to the Dominican Republic there was some folks that had been through some wars up here there's some folks that had been through some wars and they went no no I, there were Caleb's spirit on them I might be 80 but I can still fight I can still I got some moves I'm 80 but I got some moves Jeremiah said it's fire my bones the word must move you, but then you must move with the word. <laughs> now, you see, I know that during this conference, the word moved you. But the question is, will you move with the word? Friday night was just one night, but the word continually moves. And if it moves, I have to move. I've got to move with the word. Whatever the word says, that's what I have to do. I have to do. When the word says, put your foot down, I'm with you. Put your foot down, I'm with you. I'm with you. The word becomes flesh in me. Say it. So we don't have time to waste. We don't have time to delay. We have to make a footprint. He sent me here with a mandate to tell you it's time to take charge. Take charge of your life. Take charge of your family. Take charge of your marriage. Take charge of your business. Take charge of your destiny. Take charge. Take charge. Take charge. Now see, all y'all see these guys, my brother's up here stomping. And you go, well, that's because they're a little extrovert anyhow. No, no. That's the role model that you got to follow. You got to follow. It isn't enough that Noah did it. You got to do it. It's not enough that the great fathers of our group did it. We have to do it. 
because we have to leave a footprint for those behind us to follow. When my dad used to walk down the beach when I was a little boy, he'd make a footprint and I put my foot right in it. And I had to stretch Phyllis to make his stride. <laughs> I had, cause dad, at that time, even though he's only five nine, I, his a lot strong, his strong, it stretched me out. Dad was just going like this and I was going. But then there came a day that I went to the national championships and the high hurdles. But it was because, you know who was my coach, my high school in the inner city? They didn't really believe in coaching. And my dad says, I'll coach you. I said, Dad, what do you know about hurdles? What do you know about long jump and triple jump? He said, I don't know, but I'll learn. My dad got me my scholarship to Georgia Tech. Why? Because he made a footstep, and I followed that footstep. He said, just do this, Dwayne. And I said, Dad, but you've never even run track and field. He said, no, no, I read some books. Hold your Bible up just for a second. If you've read a book, it'll stretch you out. That book will stretch you out. It'll make you think, how can I make this step and this step? Because he made you to be more than you think you can be. You were made for more. Everybody say it. I Turn to somebody in agreement. I, I somebody else tell them. Whatever situation you find yourself, listen to me, enter in with confidence. This is a community. Say it one more time, where marriage is celebrated and modeled for all to see. Again. And this is a place where singles know who they are and they realize they have a special season along with God to do things married people can't. It's all crazy, isn't it, George? All right, here we go. Enter into this season because you are somebody. I say, I am somebody. Tell somebody, I am somebody. I'm not a nobody. I'm a somebody. I'm a somebody. I'm, I'm special. Tell somebody, I'm special. But when God made me, I tell him he didn't make another one like me because I'm so Tell somebody. He's called you to have a footprint. He's called you to walk with confidence. And I end with this scripture. Joshua 1, 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, God spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Moses, my servant, is dead. That's kind of like an understatement. But it's the end of that season. Are you hearing me, Pastor George? Are you hearing me, leadership? It's death of that season. Moses is dead. 40 years, death is over. 
Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River. There's so many. There's so much. You're going to cross over and cross over and cross over and cross. God, I love you, Amelia. To the land I'm giving them. To the land I've given them. Don't go rummaging through the past because God's not there. It's time to realize you don't keep looking back. It will stifle your momentum. Everybody put your foot down and go, my past is over. Good and bad. My past is over. Adios. My past is over. Quit looking back there. Quit looking about how close you came to doing certain things. It's over. It's over. This is a new year. This is the time to put your foot down. Your miracle is now. Say it. The miracle is in my obedience. The miracle is in faith. The miracle is in me taking action. You are fearfully, like it says in so just go tell them I'm I'm a masterpiece. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, tell them. I'm a masterpiece. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. I have to be careful. Where I put my foot down because I might just get a bunch of stuff I don't want. Somebody took your hands out like this and say, look at me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a masterpiece. How can you be Christian and have a bad self-image, Mary? How is that possible? How can you be? I'm God's kid. I have, to, I have to be careful. It, if I get upset, put my foot down, I'm going to own that. What? Everybody stand up. Come on, worship team. Making a footprint. We got to do it, Pastor. Yes, sir. We got to make a footprint. Yes, sir. Or, or how is she going to know where to go? Say, I got to make a footprint for the people coming after me. You got, how they going to know? What did Jesus come to do? Make a footprint. He made a footprint so we could be Christ-like, Christians. So I go, oh, 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 Jesus. That's why I read the Bible. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, yeah, I got you. You can't be making footprints and not be reading the word and living the word, being under the word. How many of y'all know that, that song? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Sing it again. My word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto
How many of you know this song? Come on, Phyllis. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Ha- what? To be happy in Jesus. But to do what? Well, see, when you trust and obey, you're making a footprint. And other people go, oh, that's the way you make it. You make it by trusting and obeying, right? You make it by trusting and obeying. You make it by trusting and obeying. You make it by trusting and obeying. Now, I want to worship. But I want as many people as can during this worship song to come down here as close as you can. We're going to stomp together. If I knew, if you knew it, we'd do Kurt Franklin's song. Stomp. <laughs> she knows that. I don't know him. Come on. Come up here, Pastor George. Come on, Pastor Phil. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, come on. What is this? No, no, you're good. You're good. That's good, that's good. Come on, come, come. We're going, we're going. We're going to gain territory. We're going to claim territory. Somebody say my territory. It's my territory. Devil needs to get off my territory. It's my land. It's my land. How many acres we got here, Pastor George? How many acres we got? 172. Does the enemy have any right to any part of that property? 172. He's he's just one step behind. That's all right. That's all right. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. She had answered it about 30 seconds before. Something that happens when we stomp our ground. But there's something else that happens. Come on, baby, get on her side. When we in unity. Did you hear how much louder that was than just me doing it by myself? When we in agreement go, this is our property, 172 acres is ours. Now let's practice everybody. The 172 acres is ours. We're going to build everything on this property that God said we were going to do. It's going to be bigger and better than we thought it was going to be. We're going to have the greatest marriages ever. We're going to be the strongest singles ever. You know why? Because we're in agreement. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.